Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Now, dear ones, keeping that in mind, that at times we will have the writers of Scripture using terms to describe for us how the Lord is reacting and responding to things using human terms or terms that apply to us as human beings. Keeping that in mind, dear ones, at no point in time in the Word of God are we ever told about the Lord panicking. We're never told about how the Lord was fretting over something. We will never see in the Word of God, God being nervous about anything or unsure about something. We will never see in the Word of God, the Bible talking to us about how God was anxious or how God was worried or unsettled. There was the reason behind that and the reason for that is because the Lord lives with the constant awareness and the consistent assurance of knowing that whatever happens and whatever may come his way, he has everything that he needs to be able to handle it. The Lord lives with the constant awareness of that and the consistent assurance. Whatever happens, whatever comes my way, I can handle it. I got this. We say we tell folk, you got this. But in reality, they, that person might be thinking, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hear you saying that, but I don't know. When, you, when the Lord says, I got this, he really means, I got this. There's nothing that can come my way that I can't deal with. There's nothing that can happen that is outside of my ability to deal with. The Lord says, I got this. And dear ones, it is this level of awareness and level of assurance that the Lord is offering to us in this promise of allowing us to experience His peace that will help us to know that as long as the Lord is with us and as long as the Lord is on our side, whatever happens and whatever may come our way, we can handle it. And, and, and in today's day and time, dear ones, with all that is going on and with all that is happening, we need this. We need not just peace from God. We need to experience the peace of God. 
that helps us to know as long as the Lord is with me, I can deal with this. I can handle this coronavirus, corona economy, job loss, you know, border issues, political situations, whatever is happening. I can handle it because the peace of God is with me. God's peace. Not just peace from God, peace, the peace of God. A measure, an, an experience of the type of peace that he lives in. God is giving that to me. So why am I worrying? Why? Lord have mercy. Notice what the psalmist says. The psalmist, when his experience of this, and when the psalmist experienced this type of peace, notice how he describes it in Psalm 56. Psalm 56, the, Lord, the, the, the psalmist says he experiences this type of peace and, and he writes about it in Psalm 56. He says in verse 3, he says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Lord have mercy. I will not eat that. I will not fear what flesh can do to me flesh means everybody because every human being got flesh 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 encompasses everything it encompasses what people do what the government do what nations do the psalmist says I will will not fear what flesh can do unto me because I put my trust in God and dear ones we are given glimpses of this. We are given glimpses of what this peace looks like in various places in the scripture. In Mark, the fourth chapter, we see Jesus and his disciples in the midst of a raging storm that has everyone else there panicking. But the text lets us know that Jesus is in the back of the boat catching a few, na- catching a few winks. Jesus is in the back of the boat sleeping while everybody else is panicking because of the storm. And in Acts, the 12th chapter, we, we see there, we see Peter being guarded by 16 soldiers. At the same time, he is chained to two of those soldiers with two chains. And it's on the night just before he is to be executed the following morning. The Bible lets us know that Peter it was experiencing a peace that was so transformative for him. That it enabled him to be in such a deep sleep that the angel that was sent to rescue him had to hit him and wake him up in order to be able to lead him out of the prison. He had to go over, Peter, Peter, wake up. Peter is sleeping. (laughs) You know how to get that good night's sleep. That good, where you, 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 you're not just in realm, REM sleep, you, you in them sleep. You, <laughs> you sleep like them over there. You just, ah, they just slobber out your mouth coming down. You just out of it. The angel had to go, Peter, wake up. Wake up, Peter. What? Who, 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 who dare? Who? <laughs> what? It's time to go. Go where? Out of here. Get your stuff and come on. And so, dear ones, that is the type of peace that the Lord gives to us. And some of us have had experiences of that, of that nature. Some of us have had that kind of experience. Some of us have had that kind of peace where you're facing a major illness or you're facing a major health challenge or you're going through major trauma in your life and yet God gives you a peace. He gives you a peace about it. And other folk are panicking. Other folk are freaking out. Other folk are wondering why you ain't freaking out. 
But God has given you a peace that goes beyond your ability to describe it to them. They ask you, why ain't you freaking out? Why ain't you worried? Why, why aren't you lo losing sleep like we are? And you try to explain it to them, but you can't explain it because it passes understanding. It passes understanding. I, 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 well, it's because, uh, well, well, it's, well, you know, but, you know what, baby, I just can't explain it to you. I just know God got me. God got this. I'm okay. Whatever happens, the Lord is with me. And it's going to be all right. But the next thing, the next thing, we've got to move on in this text. The next thing that we want to notice from our text is we want to notice what it is that this peace does for us. Because it says it will keep our hearts and our minds. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep our, your hearts and minds. Now, there are several things for us to notice here, dear ones. One thing is that it is highly likely that Paul is using his own personal experience of how the Lord will keep us. He's relating it to his experience at that time of being in a Roman prison and under the custodianship of Roman guards. So, so at the time that Paul is writing this, he himself is in a Roman prison where he is surrounded by Roman guards that are keeping a close watch on him and monitoring his actions and keeping a watchful eye on all of his activities. And so this is the type of thing that Paul is saying that the Lord will do for us in safeguarding us from those things that can cause us to worry. The Lord will watch over us. He will, keep him, he will monitor us. He will keep a watchful eye on all of our activities. But the other thing that we want to notice, dear ones, is that we want to notice at least two distinct differences that Paul establishes for us in the example that he gives to us. Because Paul says I, he can relate it to his experience of being guarded in a Roman prison by Roman guards, but he says what the Lord is offering to us in this promise goes beyond even that. Yeah. It goes beyond that. Yeah. The first thing, dear ones, is we want to notice that Paul uses the word, or the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to use the word keep. It will keep our hearts and our minds. And the word keep that Paul uses here, dear ones, it comes from a Greek word that means to keep or to guard something with a military guard or to keep or guard something with force and with power. Amen. And so the picture here is not simply one of having someone who is watching over and paying close attention to someone. Like Brother Daryl, you know, he's, he's making his rounds in, in, in the jail. He just kind of looks in and makes sure everybody's where they need to be. And everybody's doing what they need to be doing, sleeping or, 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 or reading or whatever. But nothing, nothing untoward is going on. Nothing dangerous is taking place. He just looks in and just keeps it, keep it, keeps it rolling. So you're watching over, you're looking over, you're paying attention. That is not the type of keeping that Paul is talking about. What Paul is talking about, he gives to us through his use of this word, he gives to us the picture of someone who is actively having to engage the enemy and utilize force in order to protect and safeguard someone. So he is actively having to engage the enemy. So it's like Brother Daryl walks around and he sees something going on that requires him to open up the door of the jail and get in there and actively work to protect someone. From someone else who is attacking them. Amen. Lord have mercy. 
And so the, 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 what we see here is the picture, and Paul gives to us the picture of the Lord actively engaging himself and going to battle on our behalf in order to safeguard us and protect our hearts, our emotions, and our minds, our thoughts from those things that come at us to cause us to worry. Paul says, God will go to battle for you. God promises to go to battle on your behalf. If you will just apply his prescription, God says he'll go to battle for you to wage war against those things that come at you to cause you to worry. Lord have mercy. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able... After you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And so this is the type of thing that Paul is saying that the Lord will do for us in safeguarding us from those things that can cause us to worry. The Lord will watch over us. He will, keep in mo- he will monitor us. He will keep a watchful eye on all of our activities. But the other thing that we want to notice, dear ones, is that we want to notice at least two distinct differences that Paul establishes for us. In the example that he gives to us. Because Paul says he can relate it to his experience of being guarded in a Roman prison by Roman guards. But he says what the Lord is offering to us in this promise goes beyond even that. It goes beyond that. The first thing, dear ones, is we want to notice that Paul uses the word or the Holy Spirit inspires Paul to use the word keep. It will keep our hearts and our minds. And the word keep that Paul uses here, dear ones, it comes from a Greek word that means to keep or to guard something with a military guard or to keep or guard something with force and with power. And so the picture here is not simply one of having someone who is watching over and paying close attention to someone. Like Brother Daryl, you know, he's, he's making his rounds in, in, in the jail. And he just kind of looks in and makes sure everybody's where they need to be. And everybody's doing what they need to be doing, sleeping or, 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 or reading or whatever. But nothing, nothing untoward is going on. Nothing dangerous is taking place. He just looks in and just keeps it, keep it, keeps it rolling. So you're watching over, you're looking over, you're paying attention. That is not the type of keeping that Paul is talking about. 
what Paul is talking about, he gives to us through his use of this word, he gives to us the picture of someone who is actively having to engage the enemy and utilize force in order to protect and safeguard someone. So he is actively having to engage the enemy. So it's like Brother Daryl walks around and he sees something going on that requires him to open up the door of the jail and get in there and actively work to protect someone from someone else who is attacking them. Lord have mercy. And so what we see here is the picture and Paul gives to us the picture of the Lord actively engaging himself. And going to battle on our behalf in order to safeguard us and protect our hearts, our emotions, and our minds, our thoughts from those things that come at us to cause us to worry. Paul says God will go to battle for you. God promises to go to battle on your behalf. If you will just apply his prescription, God says he'll go to battle for you to wage war against those things that come at you to cause you to worry. Lord have mercy. But the other distinction, the other difference that we need to take note of, dear ones, is we want to notice here that unlike with the Roman guards who had the ability to keep out and keep away from someone, anything and everything that they did not want, that person to be able to receive. And so a person being able to receive something was dependent upon the Roman guards allowing it to happen. Unlike that, dear ones, the keeping that the Lord does for us is different from that because we ourselves have the capacity to let through the Lord's defenses those things that the Lord says, I'm trying to keep that away from you. We can voluntarily let those things through the Lord's defenses. And so even while the Lord is trying to watch over us in order to keep us, we can find ourselves voluntarily letting in those things that can begin to cause us to worry. Lord have mercy. The Lord says, I'm trying to protect you from that. But in your mind, you say, in your mind, you are allowing yourself to ponder over those things. To remain constant on those things. To not apply the prescription that God gives. Instead of being prayerful and offering supplications and prayer with thanksgiving. Instead of doing that, you just allow your mind to ponder on those things. To remain on those things. So you're opening the door for those things to continue to be there. And the Lord says, I'm trying to protect you from that. Why are you letting that in? Why are you allowing that in? Why are you just standing there like you're the doorman? Come on in. Come on into my heart. Come on into my mind. Take away my sleep. Raise my blood pressure. Cause me to have those migraines. Come on in. Why are you acting like the doorman for the things that are causing you to worry? Y'all ain't praying with me today. Lord have mercy. And so, dear ones, the failure is found not in the Lord, in, in our experiencing the Lord, the type of peace that the Lord is offering to us, the Lord's inability to give it to us, the failure is not there. The failure is found in us voluntarily letting in the very things that the Lord is trying to keep out. Amen. That's where the failure is. Amen. This is why it becomes critically important for us to pay attention to what we are told in Isaiah, the 26th chapter. So hold your finger here in Philippians and let's look real quickly to Isaiah 26. 
it becomes critically important for us to take note of what the Lord says to us through the prophet Isaiah here in verse 3. Because notice what the Lord says. He says, Isaiah says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah, the Lord, the Lord inspires Isaiah to let us know the Lord will keep us in perfect peace if we will just keep our minds stayed or focused on him. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. And so a key part in the Lord's being able to keep us and being able to safeguard and protect us from those things that can cause us to start worrying is for us to keep our focus and our attention on the Lord and not allow our focus and our attention to remain on those things that are bothering us, that are frustrating us and causing us to worry. Amen. And I can't make it any plainer than that. I can't make it any plainer than that. I, I just can't. I don't have words to make it plainer than that. Stop focusing on what's causing you to worry and focus on the promise of God. Amen. Stop, stop using all of your energy focusing on those things that are, that are just troubling you and f- causing you to fret and be frustrated. Stop using all of your energy to focus on those things and use that energy to apply the prescription that God gives. Amen. And just step back and watch what God does. Amen. Just step back and watch what He does for you. The last thing, the last thing that we're done, there was the last thing we want to notice is we want to notice that all of this is being done for us and being accomplished for us through Christ Jesus and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That is, dear ones, none of what we are describing on today is something that is coming from us or originating from within us or produced by us or created by us, or designed by us. None of what we're talking about is coming from us. It is all something that is being done for us and being brought to us. Now, dear ones, this is a very important point for us to see because the truth be told, none of us is sufficient on our own to be able to protect ourselves from the experience of worry. None of us. I don't care who you are. None of us are sufficient on our own to be able to protect ourselves from the experience of worry. You can read all the books you want. You can have all the happy thoughts you want, all the positive thoughts, all the affirming thoughts, all the motivational thoughts, all the uplifting thoughts that you want to have. But at some point in time, worry will find a weak spot. And worry will catch you at a vulnerable moment that will allow it to creep its way back into your heart and back into your mind. Lord have mercy. We've got people writing books. Read this book about the 10 ways of this, 15 ways of that, three steps to this. And we've got people and they're making a lot of money off these books. They ain't making like 15, 20 bucks, but they're making like 15 million dollars of writing these books or these motivational tapes or these motivational videos or all of these various things. And dear ones, you can read all that stuff. You can have all the uplifting placards on your wall and motivational you know, quotes on your wall. You can plaster your whole bathroom with those things. Dear ones, at some point in time, 
worry will creep its way back into your life. It'll find its way back in. In a, in a moment of weakness, in a moment of vulnerability, you will begin to wonder. And wonder will turn to worry. Lord have mercy. This is why what all of us need, dear ones, is the help to deal with these things and that have the capacity to cause us to worry. We need help from someone who is greater than us, stronger than us, wiser than us, more stable than us, more responsible than us, who is above us and who is beyond us. We need that kind of help. Someone who's wiser than we are. We think we got it all figured out. No, you don't. Read all the books you want. You still ain't got it figured out. We we need someone who's stronger than us, more stable than we are. The Lord ain't never got to worry about worry creeping in on him. Because we talked about it earlier. He lives with a constant assurance and a consistent assurance that I can handle whatever happens. We need someone who is above us and someone who is beyond us to watch over us and do for us, dear ones, what we cannot do for ourselves. That is why the Lord gives us this promise. He says, if you would just apply my prescription, I promise you, I'll allow you to experience a type of peace that I have that will pass your ability to be able to explain it or understand it. And it will guard you. It will safeguard you. It will actively go to war on your behalf to protect you from those things that can cause you to worry. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.